Ultimately, the success of Brian Gudikin's tenure could rest on the rise or fall of Jordan Love. But don't sleep on the work that Brian Gudikins has done building this roster with guys who have the potential to be elite at their position. I know there's been a lot made over the years about the Packers having a certain kind of player that they prefer. These freak athletes who have high ceilings. It has worked, and in some cases, it hasn't. But look at this roster. Look at the best players on it and the positions that they play. Brian Gutekunst has had a hand in most of them, and they play the most important positions on the roster. We dig into this roster building, plus Jordan Love and the chemistry he's built that has been more than just building over the last few weeks. We explain on today's show. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and enter promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order of the most comfortable men's athleisure wear money can buy. So. I understand a lot is riding on the success or failure of Jordan Love this season for Brian Gutekunst. And I think that his ability to supplement this roster in ways that go beyond the draft are important. Free agency moves for guys like Zedaria Smith, Preston Smith, Billy Turner, Adrian Amos worked objectively. Keyshawn Nixon, um, even guys like Rudy Ford, these supplemental roster pieces. He did a thing that Ted Thompson often refused to do. He has built this team much closer to the way Packer fans insisted Ted Thompson should. And yet I still hear a lot of complaining. Um, That's okay. But as I looked over the roster, something stood out to me. And it was something that initially caught my eye when I saw Pro Football Focus, Trevor Sykema, who was just on the show, friend of the show, Trevor Sykema, former Locked On Podcast Network brethren, ranked Rashawn Gary in the top 10. We just did a show about Rashawn Gary being the linchpin, potentially, of this defense. I love it when a plan comes together. And I started to think about the premium picks that the Packers have used over the last few seasons and the players that have come out go back to 2018 Jair Alexander Jair Alexander is at worst a top five corner like there are some other guys who are on his level there I don't think there is a corner in the league who is 
very clearly above Jerry Alexander. Like Scott Gardner had a better year last year. He is Jerry Alexander when he was at his best two years ago or a year ago. No, it was two years ago. He was as good as any corner in football. And that includes Jalen Ramsey, who is no longer that guy. Patrick Sertan, Jair, Sauce, those are the best corners in the league. But at, at worst, like even Bears fans would say Jerry Alexander, a top five corner. Well, corner is one of the most important positions on the field. In 2019, we can quibble about Darnell Savage, but Brian Gutekinds turned a first round pick into Darnell Savage and traded back up to get Jerry Alexander. Really good process. Out of those two first round picks, having that extra first round pick really just gets you another bite at the apple. It's another arrow in your quiver to try. Oh, how many metaphors am I going to pick there? It is another opportunity for you to bet big. So what did the Packers do? They bet big on a guy with crazy traits, a developmental player who was not going to come in right away and play. But what has he become? One of the best edge rushers in football, a top 10 right now, a top 10 edge rusher with the potential to get even better, with the potential to be a top five, top three kind of pass rusher. And as I mentioned yesterday on the show, go back and look at 2021. The only guys who were as good as him in 2021 at creating pressure and winning their matchups was Max Crosby and Miles Garrett. Like, think about the guys who were in this league. TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, the other pass rushers that were around. Really, really good players. Rashawn Gary won more often and created pressure more often than those guys. There are no two positions more important on your defense than pass rush, especially edge rush, and corner. Now, if you go another step further, Elton Jenkins is a top 10, again, at worst, guard. And I think probably more like top five. One of the most versatile offensive linemen in the league before his ACL injury, he looked like he was a Pro Bowl caliber player at tackle, at center, or at guard. And I, I truly believe that the only reason he didn't look like a Pro Bowl caliber player last year at tackle is because he was coming off an ACL injury. Now, offensive line is a weakling system. Having one really great player is not as good as having five solid players. If you have four solid players and one terrible player, or, or even four really good players and one terrible player, that is more problematic than having five solid players. Usually. Then you look at 2020. Now, we don't know if Jordan Love is good yet. But Jordan Love plays the most important position in sports. And although it happened a year later than we thought it would, here he is on his rookie contract playing. He is going to be, if he is good, even if he is just middling, the 16th best quarterback in the league. The 18th best quarterback in the league. Huge in excess value because of what he is making this year. Premium position player. Hugely important. 2021, Eric Stokes. Now he's coming off an injury. It sounds like he's going to be back sooner than, than maybe 
the the doomsday scenario seemed like when Matt LaFleur talked earlier this offseason about that injury. Maybe he's a starter this year. Maybe he's not. But he showed as a rookie, he has real ability, real potential to be a, a I really think a Pro Bowl caliber player. That is the potential he showed. Either way, a premium position player. Now, okay, Quay Walker, not a premium position, but a premium athlete. We'll see. Devontae Wyatt. The thing about Devontae Wyatt is the best case scenario for Devontae Wyatt is he is an interior pass rusher. Well, interior pass rush, extremely valuable pass rush, extremely, extremely valuable. He's an elite level athlete. But who did they pick at the top of the second round? The 34th overall pick might as well be a first round pick. Christian Watson. Christian Watson, who has top 10 receiver kind of ability. I, I think, frankly, top five receiver kind of ability. And if you go back, everydayers will remember this. Go back before the draft. I said there were four players in that draft I thought could be true boundary solo X side receivers. Christian Watson was one of them. Drake London, Traylon Burks, George Pickens. By the way, that, that seems pretty right. Drake London looks really good. George Pickens looks really good. Traylon Burks showed some flashes last year in a trash offense. And Christian Watson, when he was healthy, looked really good. He was one of the 20 to 25 best receivers in the league last year in aggregate. And if you look at just the second half of the season, he was one of the 10 best, one of the five best on a per, per route run basis receiver in the league. In addition to the jet sweep stuff and just the gravity that he creates as a deep threat. I said in the pre-draft process, I, I said before the Packers drafted him in like the one percentile, the top, the top, top, top percentile of outcomes. Like he could be AJ Green. Well, he had the greatest or one of the greatest rookie seasons in Packers history. The greatest Packers rookie receiver season in history. He has the potential to be a top 10, top five receiver. Some time to get there. And then not even a premium pick, but a premium position, Zach Tom. Last year, the number one offensive tackle in the class as a pass blocker, which is the most important thing an offensive lineman can do. If you're already, as a rookie, a very good pass protector, and he was not just like, he wasn't just okay for a rookie, good for a rookie. No, he was a good pass protector last year. Think about those positions. And then you add in this year, Lucas Van Ness at the top of this draft. That's the, those are all the premium positions. Offensive tackle, receiver, corner, two pass rushers, interior pass rush in Devontae Wyatt. The questions about how the Packers are building this roster. And, and look, I Quay Walker is a weird pick. It's kind of an outlier pick in the resume of Brian Gutekinds. And as we've talked about, as we as I wrote about on The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, when the Packers go outlier, they tend to miss, as most teams do. But the approach right now has put building block pieces on this roster. Now, ultimately, they will succeed or fail. They will rise or fall based on 
the success or failure of one pick, and that's Jordan Love. But still, Brian Gutekinds has built this team the right way, prioritizing the right things, athleticism and premium position players. Now, whether or not it actually turns out, whether or not you get the outcome with good process, we'll have to wait and see. I'm going to talk about Jordan Love a little bit more coming up in just a second. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is a brand that I was introduced to on this show. And they were a sponsor for us. I loved having them as a sponsor on the show because I found a brand that I could connect with that fit me beautifully. I work from home. I spend most of my days at home. I live in athleisure. I live in joggers, in shorts, in clothes that are comfortable. But I still want to look nice when I have to go to the grocery store or I have to run an errand or I have to pick my son up from school. All those things are still important to me. And Bird Dogs helps me do that. I mean, literally, I wore two pairs of Bird Dogs yesterday. I wore a pair during the day of the, of the khaki stretch, uh, stretch khakis. And then I... I took them off when I came home and put on a pair of joggers. I have three pairs of the joggers. I'm about to have four. And I want to, they, they're launching new colors, new colorways in the shorts. Can't wait to buy those. It's getting warm now, golf season. I need some more shorts. You can bet I'm going to get some bird dogs. And right now, you can go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and enter promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Can never have too many of those. Plus, the logo is on the cup and the logo is dope. I have to be honest, the logo is dope. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. I can say that as someone who became a card carrying bird dogs evangelist through. Their support of Locked On Packers, so I would love it if you would support them. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to do a mailbag edition. Your questions, send them to me. I am the content beast. Feed me your questions. All of that on tomorrow's show. So I was thinking about this. This idea of chemistry and, and you know, we heard a lot from Matt LaFleur, the steps that Romeo Dobbs has taken. And the steps that Jordan Love has taken and the process being important. We, we talked about process with Brian Gutekinds, the process being more important than the outcome. Matt LaFleur talked about that. He's focused right now on process. And if you're a cynic, you, what you'd say is, well, that is just evidence that Jordan Love stinks and he's not playing well. And so that's what's happening. That's not quite what's going on. I believe Matt LaFleur when he's, when he's a process-oriented guy. He's a former quarterback's coach. This is his ballywick. This is what he does. And I think he's really excited at the prospect of, co of coaching a player like Jordan Love. But I was thinking about over the last few years, what he has been able to do. And over the last year, go back to OTAs. At OTAs, guess who wasn't there? Aaron Rodgers. And at training camp, um, 
Rodgers is on a pitch count. He didn't play in preseason. Jordan Love did. And then, four weeks into the year, Aaron Rodgers breaks his thumb. Spiral fracture in his thumb. And guess who isn't practicing? Aaron Rodgers. So that means Jordan Love is practicing. And you're getting the reps with David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins and Josh Myers at center. That center quarterback exchange is an important one with Christian Watson, with Romeo Dobbs. And then, yeah, last year, Al Nazard and Big Bob Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis and guys who aren't on the roster anymore. But you're getting those first team reps. You're getting the game plan reps. You're simulating being the starting quarterback. And while I don't think that part of that, this is quite as crucial. Those guys are not going to look at him and say, oh, well, this guy, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. We don't know this guy. He's an interloper. Well, that's not what happened. Jordan Love has been here. He's been doing this. This is part of the culture that you're building, that Aaron Rodgers is gone. And so you have someone who can step in for him. If you go back and look at the last year worth of reps, it seems likely to me that between the broken finger and then the rib injury, that Jordan Love has taken, and then of course, two sets of OTAs. In the last calendar year, Jordan Love has taken more snaps with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and this offensive line and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon than Aaron Rodgers has. That most of the snaps Aaron Rodgers has taken have been in games because he wasn't practicing for most of last season and then didn't do either of these sets of OTAs. If you're going to set a guy up and create the kind of chemistry that you probably need to make all of this work early on in year one, and, and we've heard about the chemistry that Romeo Dobbs feels like he has with Jordan Love. And the comments, we you know, we talked about that on the show the other day. And Christian Watson getting praised by Matt LaFleur, night and day difference in the playbook in, in terms of knowledge, the leadership that he brings as a young player. And I, I do want to tarry on that for a second because leading your lessers in terms of age, not in terms of quality of play, but lead, you know, leading people younger than you is just something that's sort of built into all of our DNA. It's part of life. You know, the, the human condition over the centuries is to be a mentor to the, those younger than you. It's just what we do. When you're a grizzled veteran, it's easy to be a leader because the guys are looking to you. Hey, vet, tell me what to do. Give me the knowledge. So, you know, some guys are being dicks and not doing that. But by and large, it's a, it's a, the gravitas of that position is different. Leading peers takes a different kind of person. And it takes a different kind of confidence. And it takes a different kind of knowledge, of intelligence, emotional and football. I think it's a big deal that Christian Watson is being singled out by the coach as leading. It's also important that for a first-time starter, Jordan Love has the three years in the offense, so there's that, and 
really a year of taking QB1 reps with these guys. They have at least some understanding. Now, when, the, when he's repping it with the first team, everyone knows Aaron Rodgers is going to play. You, you do that with an understanding of like, okay, this is going to be a little different in the game. But at the same time, you do understand a, a symbiosis is taking place here. You just have to, at least on some level, understand, okay, this is what he's doing here. In my brain, I'm internalizing on these kinds of plays. He steps up in this way. He likes to bail this way. In the same way they had to do with Aaron Rodgers, they will eventually have to do with Jordan Love, but there is a baseline that has already been established here. It doesn't have to be reestablished. And sometimes those are the most important things that you have to build before you can do anything else. They're not the most important thing in a vacuum, but in order to get to the things that are actually important, the chemistry and the execution, you need just a baseline feel and understanding, a rhythm and a comfort with your teammates, especially your quarterback, to make this all work. And so the Packers having that is an advantage to them in terms of their Development, or it's not an advantage because other teams, obviously, if their quarterback was there, had those. But it is, it is certainly better to have happened than not have happened. And I think this is a unique situation for Jordan Love to step into. Having sat, first of all, that is unique in the NFL. Basically, no one over the last few years has had that same sort of opportunity. And then you add in this apprenticeship period, this pressure-free apprenticeship period where he gets to sort of take all of the practice reps and none of the game reps, that's just one more step in getting to this place to be the leader of the football team. And now when he does it, you don't have David Bakhtiari looking up at him like, who the F are you? You don't have Aaron Jones looking at him like, who's this guy? What is he going to do? Do we know? Now, there are things that are problematic, like the hard count, not always just drawing defenders offsides. That stuff is going to come, but it's going to come faster in this case, phrasing. It's going to develop faster in this case because he had a year worth of reps. And that, to me, has real value. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. Every dayers, I would love for you to check out what we're doing over on Locked on Sports today. It is all the biggest stories in sports in under 20 minutes. I host it. It's a great time. We got NBA Finals right now. We got baseball right now. A lot of in-season sports to go along with your Packers needs. And if you're still jonesing for a little extra Packers content, The Leap. The Leap.Football is our Substack, our newsletter that is in-season at least every day. Um, Off-season right now, it's three days a week. Go check that out. I want to finish up with this. Um, Matt LaFleur was asked about some of the guys who were impressive and what he wanted to see from them. And he, he mentioned a bunch of rookies, Lucas Van Ness, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks, um, Brenton Cox, who is someone we talked about on this show. And like, that's, that's noteworthy. I want to, I want to point that out. It's why I started with it like that. But um, the thing about rookies Everydayers know where I'm going with this. The thing about rookies is most rookies are bad. And even rookies who turn out, turn out to be good players are often bad as rookies. And even rookies who turn out to be good rookies start out bad. And the metaphor 
that I thought of was I have I have two children. I just had my second recently. And kids from the age of like zero to 18 months, two years old, even maybe three, depending on the kid. All kids are different. They make a lot of progress in a lot of ways. But it's not always easy to see. But by the time they're three, you go, oh, my God. They've come so far. Like right now, I'm looking at my three-year-old versus my my newborn. I'm like, this is night and day different. That gap between infant and toddler is huge. But the difference between like a six-year-old and an eight-year-old or an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old, it's not that big. What I'm saying is when you come in as a rookie in that first rookie camp, in that first OTAs, they're the newborn. And they might leave OTAs and into training camp as toddlers. That's a huge gap. That's a huge difference. Now, they're still toddlers. They're still like barely functioning humans in society. You wouldn't trust them to do much of anything besides tie their own shoes. I'm not talking about this is not a football player. This is actual children. You, you still need to be vigilant with them. You still need to watch them and care for them and like literally wipe their butts. Okay. But eventually, they'll become self-sufficient adults. Veterans are not going to pop in OTAs in most cases. Even like the younger side of veterans tend not to pop. But the development that you see from that first day where they're just like wide-eyed and going, what is this? What is happening? Where am I? Who are you? Like a newborn. To, okay, I kind of get this. I know how to play football. That's right. That can that can really resonate. You'll see that progress. It will be much more obvious. When Rashawn Gary, for example, to use a recent example, comes back after a great 2021 season, he shows up kicking ass in training camp. It's not going to be quite as obvious because he was just doing that. Now, he got better, and it was noticeable that he got better but not in the same way you go from being a I know nothing rookie to a hey I I can actually contribute to this team kind of rookie. That gap that delta is so much bigger. And so I I I want that to be a sort of word of caution. Like it is important to know that these guys are making progress. It's cool. The Packers are going to need them this year if they want to win games. But understand what the starting point is. Like if we're going to mark progress, like zero to three is real progress. But it might be the case that going from seven to eight is actually more valuable. Because they're actually going to play and they're actually going to do things for your team. So the player that goes, you know, the Romeo Dobbs who goes from a five to a seven. That's actually more valuable to the team than a rookie that goes from zero to four, even though they made a bigger jump. So I'm just trying to put this all in perspective. I'm not saying don't get excited. Get excited. But understand the perspective of what's going on here. All right. Back tomorrow with our mailbag show. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski, and send me your questions there, your comments, whatever you want me to respond to, send it there. Um, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. You can send it to the podcast Twitter page at Locked on Packers. Um, you can send it to our Facebook page um, where you can also like us. Um, and you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. If you're just watching it on YouTube, 
Congratulations. Hi, you can see my face right now. And if you're not, why not go? You can watch us on YouTube. That'd be great. Um, but if you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, that's great too. Anytime you want to come hang out with us live, we do that on YouTube. Though we're we're potentially experimenting with some things this upcoming season on Fridays, potentially. Keep an eye out for that. Um, and a big announcement coming in the next week or so about what we're doing over at The Leap, a, a cool partnership and opportunity there. All of that is to help you stay locked on Packers.